0: Welcome to Menopause in the Kitchen, where we talk all things food and nutrition for women in their midlife years. I'm Rachel Cooper, dietitian and food lover, with a passion for sharing information about nutrition in practical ways so that you can take what you need and implement it into your lifestyle. Join me in my kitchen as I share bite sized chunks of information to help you nourish your body and thrive in your midlife years and beyond. To menopause in the kitchen. Thank you for joining me for another episode today. And today's episode, uh, I'm going to talk about healthifying. Is that a word? Healthifying. Anyway, I'm making it a word. Healthifying recipes, and whether or not that, that if you do that, is that part of part of diet culture? You know, obviously I advocate for a non-diet approach in the way that I, um, you know, educate on nutrition and food, Um, but there's that fine line between making a recipe healthy and, you know, are we falling prey to diet culture by doing that, or are we not? (laughs) So that's really what today's episode is going to be about. I was, I actually had another topic that I was going to talk about that I had planned, but today, it's Sunday today, and I was doing some baking in my kitchen, which I haven't done for a while. I sort of, I don't know, for a while now, I haven't have been in the, the baking mood, but today I certainly was. It was a bit cold outside and, you know, a bit dark and, you know, one of those those sorts of nearly winter sort of Sundays. And I thought, I'm going to get in the kitchen and start baking. And as I was baking, I often do a lot of kind of thinking and reflection while I'm cooking. It's kind of a nice sort of, um, you know, exercise or, or, um, you know, activity to do uh, if you're sort of mulling over something, maybe. And yeah, I was sort of thinking about um, as I was making some recipes, and there's a few that I'm... Um, you know, trying to develop that I hope to share with you all um, sometime in the future. And I was kind of thinking about healthifying recipes or making recipes more healthy. And I'm I'm sort of doing inverted commas there, even though you can't see me, because, you know, what what is healthy? I mean, people's um, definitions of that are different depending on who you speak to. So I started to think about that and I thought that it was something that I wanted to to, to talk about with my listeners um, because I guess, you know, I, I was I was thinking to myself, is is this falling prey to diet culture by trying to make something more healthy? Um, or, you know, by adding different ingredients or, or swapping ingredients out. And I, I was really sort of reflecting on that and having a think about it and decided that I was going to record a podcast this afternoon. And I thought, well, it's fresh in my mind. I'm going to have a chat about this and leave my other topic for next time. Um, so let's, let's have a think about this. So let, uh, what I was thinking about was going back when I was a young dietitian and well and truly entrenched in diet culture. I haven't always been a non-diet dietitian. In fact, back when I started, you know, I'd never really heard of this concept at all. Um, And there certainly weren't, as far as I knew, (laughs) um, dietitians who were sort of working in that space. Um, I slowly started to learn more about it as years went on. Um, But yeah, when I was a young dietitian, and even when I was training to be a dietitian, one of the things that I guess we were taught, and and that I started to implement and do in my own life was to try to change recipes, or to maybe find recipes that have already been modified, that are you know lower in fat or sugar or whatever, um, or you know maybe have sort of added um ingredients to 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 change it up and make it you know again inverted commas healthier and I yeah so I I really got into that to be honest because I love cooking and that's kind of something that I really enjoyed doing I really got into that and all that I was learning through my university degree I was trying to put into practice and I was you know I had a range of cookbooks um, that, you know, that had these kind of modified, healthier versions of, you know, cheesecake and um, biscuits, cookies, um, desserts, and, and even, you know, pasta and, um, and main meals and so on. And I even taught people this, you know, going back in the day, you know, when I was educating, whether it was, you um, you know, one-on-one, but also in like group programs that I um, that I worked with in, in my job, where I was sort of doing like group education. I know a lot of my presentations when I look back were, you know, how to modify a recipe to make it lower in fat and, and things like that. So I certainly did a lot of that back in the day. and I, And I also was very, I guess, entrenched in that idea of Buying foods and products from the supermarket that were lower in fat, lower in sugar, or, or considered healthier versions. And I, I did that for quite some time until I started to learn more about the non diet approach. And um, it was a sort of a slow transition over many years. Um, and, you know, learning more about it and then starting to reflect on my own practices and my own thoughts about food and what I had been taught and what I thought, um, and, and kind of changing that, um, you know, for myself. And, you know, I, I, I started to kind of think, why am, I, why am I making this healthier cheesecake? Why aren't I just eating the normal cheesecake? Why aren't I making a normal cheesecake? And, you know, things like that. Why why am I trying to use evaporated milk in a creamy pasta and not just use cream? (laughs) Uh, They were the sorts of things that I was doing. And to be honest, when I started to reflect on it, particularly when I was thinking about kind of that sort of intuitive eating, mindful eating, thinking about um, the taste and the texture and, and, and how much I was enjoying the meals that I was eating. I realized that they kind of they didn't taste as good as the real thing, and yeah, I was sacrificing that taste all for the all for the love of you know being healthier and being a, 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 a again inverted commas good dietitian, um, and so I, I remember and this is a story I often sort of think about is you know I used to buy um, light ice cream so like a light, lower fat ice cream. And that was kind of all we ever sort of had in our house. That's what I bought. And I remember having um, what I would call real ice cream. So just general, normal, full fat ice cream. And I can't remember if I was at at a restaurant or maybe I was at someone else's house. I can't quite remember. But I remember putting that first mouthful into my mouth and just going, what? Oh my God, that is so good. And I'd forgotten how good ice cream could really taste because I had been having this low fat ice cream for so long. And I guess I got used to it, but I'd forgotten just how nice full fat regular ice cream was. And that was a bit of an epiphany for me. I remember sort of thinking, why am I missing out on this? (laughs) Why, why am I missing out on this delicious, creamy texture from, you know, a regular full-fat ice cream? And that's that was kind of one of the um, kind of points in my life during this sort of non-diet journey where I, I thought, I'm not doing this anymore. Like This tastes so much better. I'm now buying full-fat, normal ice cream. No more of this low-fat stuff. And so that sort of started me on that journey of, Okay, what else am I having? What else am I doing that I am missing out on the, the the real wonderful taste and texture because I'm trying to make it healthier. So that's just that's just a little bit of a story of my own,, um, I guess my own sort of journey through this non-diet space. And um, and gradually over time, I started to sort of give up those kind of, versions of recipes and, and meals that I was making. Um, if if I felt that the the original version was nicer and more enjoyable. Um, if it wasn't, that's fine. But you know, if if I realized, if I really thought about it and realized that actually if I just used cream or, you know, whatever it is, the, the, the regular recipe, it tastes and and it tastes so much better and is so much more enjoyable. Well, that's what I'm going to have from now on. Anyway, so I went on this journey, and I I sort of started to change all of that, and going back to just using, you know, regular recipes and regular foods, um, and um, and you know, not um, sacrificing taste and enjoyment anymore. And I'm really pleased that I have done that. Um, Now you know, if I think I was sort of reflecting on what I'm doing in terms of this space of menopause nutrition, and one of the things I really like to focus on is the food side of things, you know, sharing recipes, ideas, you know, meal, snack ideas, and that sort of thing. Um, And with, with that background thought of what are the sorts of foods and ingredients midlife women might want to be having more of, um, in order to either you know prevent um, disease down the track, whether it's heart disease or whether it's osteoporosis or, or whatever, um, but also maybe for what's going to help them right here and now. So what what foods are going to help give you energy, keep your iron levels up, um, maybe help with things like hot flashes. Um, so those are the sorts of things that are in the back of my mind as I'm maybe developing a recipe or thinking about what I'm suggesting, um, in terms of, um, you know, recipes or, or meal ideas. And I, I sort of was thinking, am I going back to what I was doing before? Am I trying to healthify things, um, you know, and change recipes up? Uh, and I guess, I guess for me, I was I was afraid that I was kind of going backwards to that sort of time before I, um, you know, went on that non diet journey. And th- these are my thoughts and reflections while I was cooking today, um, and I was thinking about this. I realized that changing a recipe, or maybe adding something to a recipe, that may um, may be helpful to our health is not necessarily a bad thing and it's not necessarily um, a you know going back to to that kind of dieting sort of behaviors um, and diet culture Um, and this is you know there's a concept called gentle nutrition and I haven't really spoken about that on the podcast here and maybe that might be something that I can go in more detail in another episode but you know, when we talk about the non-diet approach and not dieting and restricting and and having rules and and that sort of thing around our eating, it doesn't mean that we're not thinking about nutrition. It doesn't mean that we're throwing nutrition out the window and just going, you know, who cares what's, you know, what, what foods might keep us healthier, just eat whatever you like. That's not really what we're talking about. when we're we're doing this non-diet approach. It's certainly taking away the rules and the um, restrictions around food and it's eating food that tastes good and feels good for us at the time and it's also being uh, mindful of how that makes us feel, um, you know, physically as well as, you know, psychologically. Did that did, was that satisfying? Did I really enjoy that? So really focusing on the joy of eating. And I've spoken about the joy of eating in another episode um, on this podcast. And but it doesn't mean that we're not thinking about nutrition at all. It's this kind of fine balance between um, not restricting and not being too rigid in our thinking around food and eating but then incorporating some nutrition into that. And so when I was thinking about the sorts of things that I'm doing in developing recipes, for example, for women who are, you know, in the midlife years, what I'm doing is taking a base recipe. I'm not changing it up that much in that I'm taking out all of the (laughs) flavour And replacing it with stuff that, you know, maybe may not taste as good. I'm taking a base recipe and I'm using the add to um, concept. So the add to means I've got this recipe. What could I add that might help um, in terms of my nutrition goals? And your nutrition goals might be different to somebody else's. So, um, you know, you don't have to, and this is where it's, I try to give lots of different options and ideas, um, and never sort of um, give, give the idea that this is what you must or should be doing. Um, It's really about you and what seems right for you, Um, obviously, what you like and enjoy to eat, but also what your particular, you know, goals are at the time in terms of um, your nutrition and your health. So, in terms of the add to concept, we're taking a recipe or a meal and we're adding things to it that might help us meet those nutrition goals. So for example, I'll use this as an example if um, one of my other um, podcast episodes was around gut health and the fact that if we have a wide variety of plant foods, we can help to feed our guts well. Um, and you know and and improve our gut health and so aiming for lots of variety of, of plants over the day or over the week is is one of the goals if that's what you're trying to work on and so for example you might change a recipe up and say okay I've got this recipe it says to put sultanas in it well what if I put a bit less sultanas, but then I also added some dried apricots and some dried cranberries, for example. Or maybe you've got a recipe that calls for almonds, but you might cut that the amount of almonds back and replace it with some mixed nuts. So you've got almonds and walnuts and, um, and some cashews, for example. So that might be one example of how you could change something up to meet your nutrition goals. But keeping the recipe as it is and just sort of adding to or making a slight change to that in order to, you know, um, achieve whatever it is that you're aiming for. Um, So the example today of what I was baking, one of the things I was baking in the kitchen today was I was making a muffin. And in my head, um, what I was sort of thinking about with this muffin was something that would be... Um, great for a snack, for example, that would be nice and filling, that would um, be tasty, of course, that's always got to be number one in my mind. Um, But you know, that had fiber, and then it had maybe a bit of protein, and something that would be sort of really get you through that maybe afternoon slump, you know, many of us, you know, you might have lunch and then you've got that kind of afternoon energy slump that um, we can go through uh, waiting to get to our evening meal. And often for some people, that can be a time where they can get quite hungry um, and are sort of looking for a a nice snack to get them through. And so this is kind of what I was thinking about in terms of this muffin. Um, I was also thinking that it could also be a quick and easy breakfast that someone could grab and take with them. Um, you know, if they were in a hurry um, and didn't have time to sit down and have breakfast. So I was kind of had that in my mind. I based the muffin on a carrot muffin. So kind of like a carrot cake, but made into a muffin version. And then rather than just, I think this recipe had from memory, I think it had carrot and it had sultanas in it. Um, in my mind, I was thinking, okay, what can I add to this? So the base recipe and everything else was exactly the same. But I was thinking about what I could add to make it a little more substantial to maybe also increase the fiber content, to increase the protein, and to increase the, um, the plant variety. So, you know, for someone who might be trying to work on gut health, Um, So I added some grated apple into it as well so it had carrot and apple. Um, I put the sultanas in but then I added um, some walnuts as well so um, for omega-3 but also for some protein and then I added in some chia seeds. So I sort of kept this muffin as it was, but then just added in a few things to meet the goals that I was thinking about in terms of this recipe. And so to me, that's not necessarily falling prey to diet culture. It's not going back to those days um, that I described at the start where I was really totally changing a recipe or finding recipes that, you know, didn't have the sugar in it or didn't have all the fat in it or whatever. I didn't change any of that. All I did was added some things to this recipe. So in answering my question at the start, is modifying a recipe um, or, you know, healthify, I don't like, (laughs) I've just decided I don't like the word healthify because, again, healthy, what does that mean? But modifying a recipe um, to meet your nutrition goals, whatever it might be, is that diet culture? And my answer is, it depends on the reason you're doing it. So if I was modifying a recipe because, uh, and it was coming from a place of fear, or a place of restriction, or a place of, you know, I can't have the normal version because it's got too much of this or too much of that and I'm restricting or changing because I'm having this kind of, um, you know, it's coming from a place of restriction and fear rather than um, love for my body and for my health. Um, That's really where the difference is, is why are you making those changes? And I guess one of the other things that you might ask is, if someone was to give me the regular version of this particular recipe, would you be okay with that? And if your answer is probably not, I'd feel guilty or I might feel fearful or, you know, have some really um, strong, maybe negative emotions around eating the regular version of that, then that's coming from a place of diet culture. Whereas if I'm, my intent of changing that recipe is just to meet my nutrition goals and I'm not afraid of having the regular version, and the regular version would be perfectly fine to have. Um, and, you know, sometimes I might actually choose to have the regular version. So um, that's fine. Um, if I think about, let's, let's, let's maybe, I like to use examples. So that's, that's a good way of explaining what I'm trying to say let's think about, say, um, a pasta. So say you're making a pasta, um, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's bolognese, spaghetti bolognese. Um, Let's use that as an example. And, you know, you might think, I might add, you know, have a little bit less of the meat, um, and I might add some lentils in, um, and I might add some grated veggies in, um, just to kind of increase the, the variety of um, you know, the the foods that I've got in this pasta sauce. Um, I'm not necessarily changing anything else, but I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to, you know, do that sort of add in, or maybe I'm making a pasta, a regular pasta, and I'm um, rather than, you know, just uh, pasta on its own with a sauce, I'm thinking about can I add some vegetables and variety to, to this pasta? So maybe I've got some roasted capsicum and roasted onion and roasted pumpkin or something that I've made from the night before and I chuck that into my pasta. Um, that's fine. That's, you know, that that is coming from a place of, um, you know, my pasta's fine as it is, but I'm trying to increase the amount of vegetables that I'm eating for the day, or the the variety of vegetables that I'm eating. So I'm going to add some of those to my pasta. It's still going to taste great. In fact, you know, maybe it'll taste even better having those in there. So it's coming from a place of love and joy in terms of that eating and that you know that particular meal. Um, but if I didn't do that. If say I, I didn't have any leftover roast veggies and I didn't have time to roast some today, and I just had a plain pasta with sauce, then that would be okay too. And that's the difference, is you know, if I'm okay either way, if if I realize that this there's no rules about this, there's no um, good or bad and I'm not a bad person or I haven't failed if I don't put those roasted vegetables into my into my pasta. If if that didn't happen, I'd still be okay with it and I would still eat that pasta and enjoy it and and feel perfectly fine. That's the difference I guess between a non-diet approach and gentle nutrition and maybe coming from a, an approach of restriction and fear and dieting where if I hadn't roasted those vegetables the night before and I didn't have time, I might feel really anxious and horrible about myself for eating just a regular pasta that I didn't add vegetables to. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, But yeah, so, so I don't think in summary that there is a problem with modifying recipes. I do it all the time. There's no problem with adding or you know, swapping something out um, in a recipe, if it's coming from a place of compassion for yourself, and, you know, if it's um, if it's related to some goals that you're trying to achieve in terms of your nutrition, and it's not black and white, and it's not, um, you know, a rule that I have to do that, Um, If you're okay with the regular version sometimes as well, then that's perfectly fine. And if it doesn't happen, it's no big deal. Um, But if it's coming from a place of I must do this, I'm a bad person if I don't, or I failed if I don't, or, um, you know, those rules and regulations, then that's a totally different feel when it comes to modifying recipes. So now when I look at what I'm doing when I'm modifying recipes it's very different to what I was doing back in my early years as a dietitian I was changing recipes quite significantly in some some ways and the other thing was I was taking away the joy and the ta- and the taste from those foods I actually wasn't enjoying them as much and I yeah, I, I, I guess the, the, the joy factor and the pleasure factor of those foods decreased by the modifications that I was making, whereas I look at what I'm doing now and I'm not changing the taste and the joy and the pleasure of that food. In fact, sometimes I'm actually enhancing it by the things that I'm adding, Um so that's, that's kind of what I, when, when I'm sort of thinking about changing or adding to a recipe or something that I'm eating, that's kind of what's in the back of my head. In the back of my head, I'm like, why am I wanting to do this? Like, what is, what is the reason behind it? And then I also ask myself, am I still going to enjoy this food if I change that up, if I modify it or add something to it? Is it still going to taste great? Am I still going to get pleasure from it? They're really important things for me and they're the sorts of questions you can ask yourself if you're in the kitchen and you're thinking about modifying or changing recipes or even searching for recipes. I mean, you know, I'm on Pinterest. I love, you know, looking for recipe ideas on there. Um, But there's a huge amount of significantly modified foods um, on Pinterest or on the internet or even in cookbooks. Um, and I guess what you need to ask yourself is do you still enjoy those modified recipes? Is that something you'd still get a lot of pleasure from eating? Um, if not, then why are you having it? So that's where I think you can delve a little deeper and start asking those questions. What is the reason? Is it because I feel that this is what I should be eating rather than what I really want to be eating? Um, So asking those questions and seeing what comes up for you. Now, of course, I know that some people do have to modify recipes for a really good reason. So it might be because you have allergies to particular things or intolerances or, you know, you, you have celiac disease, for example, and you can't have gluten. Of course, you need to significantly modify certain foods and meals to suit your, you know, your your needs in that sense. And that's, that's not what I'm talking about here. Um, I know for some people, and, and it can be a privilege to say, oh, I'll just stick with the regular version because it tastes good and I really like it. For some people, that's just not possible because they have a real medical reason um, to have to change or modify um, a recipe. And I totally understand that. That is not, um, you know, that situation is not what I'm talking about here. I'm more talking about feeling that need to change something because you feel you should and because society and diet culture makes us think that that's what we should do um when and, and then we don't necessarily really like and enjoy what we're eating. we'd prefer the, the the regular version. And if that's the case then that's where you need to sort of go, okay, where is this coming from? Maybe this is diet culture creeping in and not necessarily me just um you know uh, looking after myself and my health and um you know uh, um, yeah. You know, making those changes from that sense rather than, um, you know, from the expectations or what you think you should be doing. So, I hope that was helpful Um, and maybe a bit of food for thought. Pardon the pun, Um, but you know, I think if you are someone who loves to get into in the kitchen and cook and bake or whatever just have a reflection about that have a little think about whether that's you know do you look for modified recipes um, because maybe it's coming from um, a sense of this is what I should make rather than the regular version Um, and, and really sort of sit down and think about where is that coming from and why am I doing that and then having a think about what about that add to option? So, you know, sticking with the regular recipe, can I add something to this that will help to improve the the nutritional value of that particular food? And also just being okay, if we don't do that. (laughs) So, you know, I know there are definitely nights where it's just, you know, whatever I can get on the table. And, you know, I eat it, I enjoy it, and that's it, and it's done, and I don't want to think about it too much. Um, I don't want to necessarily have to think about what can I add to this to make it healthier or more nutritious or or whatever. It's perfectly okay if you don't do that as well. Um, But, yeah, if you are, it's about thinking about where is that coming from and what is the reason for those modifications that you're making. All right. That's it for today's episode. Um, I hope you got something out of that and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Please send me a DM on social media, Facebook or Instagram, um, or send me an email if you'd like. And I will be back soon, um, probably going back to the topic I was going to talk about today. Um, And yeah, if you have any feedback or questions or something you would like me to talk about, please reach out more than happy to try and um, make an episode on something that my listeners would like to listen to. Anyway, that's me. I'm going to sign off now. I hope um, to hear, I hope to be back in your ears very, very soon. Bye.